Transforming Setbacks into Comebacks. This is the story of Shanil Shaman Lal. In this conversation, Shanil shares her inspiring story, one that underscores how our biggest setbacks can indeed become our most profound comebacks. She discusses her transformation from trauma to triumph and how she uses her experiences to build a thriving business, transform her mindset, and manifest love in her life. Listen as Shawneel opens up about her unique approach to therapy that has not only helped her heal, but also empowered numerous individuals to find healing and success. Tune in and allow Shanelle's resilience, passion for mental health, and entrepreneurial spirit to inspire you. Remember, your setback could be the stepping stone to your comeback. Let's discover how with Shanelle. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Let me introduce our guest for you today. Shanil Shaman Lal, an acclaimed licensed therapist and business coach, owns Healing Springs Wellness Center. She holds a bachelor's in psychology and a master's in clinical social work with 15 years of clinical experience. Shanil has received multiple awards for her wellness leadership and has been featured on platforms such as Yahoo, Psychology Today, and Michelle Williams checking in. Please help me welcome our guest, Shanil. Hi, April. Thank you so much for having me a part of the show today. Thank you for that amazing intro. Oh, my pleasure. It's so great to have incredible guests such as yourself. I'm excited to share your story. Let's get started by sharing with the audience a little bit about you. Yeah, so I am a licensed clinical social worker. I'm a mother. I am the CEO of an amazing wellness and mental health service, and we have a team of 15. Um, and just trying to balance those roles, and I'm having fun while doing it. And I'm located in Connecticut, but I love to travel. I am always traveling as well. Mm -hmm. I enjoy traveling very much so. I think that it definitely opens us up and expands us to so many different experiences and cultures. It definitely broadens our mindset. And so that is great. Thank you so much for sharing. Let's talk a little bit about how did you get started into where you are now? What was the journey like for you? Yeah, so my journey started after a painful breakup. I was engaged in with my ex for seven years, and unfortunately, it did not last. And that breakup was the catalyst of my spiritual awareness of really understanding, you know, what were the things holding me back, um, my self-confidence, feeling unworthy. I tried to date after that, and it, I just kept on dating unemotional men. And I just realized that I needed to do healing before moving forward in another relationship. And on that journey, I really um, got exposed to therapy. And it was just amazing to see just all the things from my past that was showing up in my present. And it really motivated me to become a social worker and help other women to do the same. And that's how I created my wellness center. That's, that's incredible because a lot of us have to go through this incredible shakeup, breakup, 
same routine people that we keep running into and keep getting tangled up into, right? And you took it definitely a step further into business. I mean, you really became passionate about the lessons that you learned. And I think that is fabulous. I love sharing stories like that because there are so many people out there that are doing those exact same things. And they're really in that transformation uh, positioning where they don't really know what to look for. They're questioning, why is it that I keep running into the same types of people and I keep reliving the same sort of events in my life? And it is within those questionings that we seek out information. We seek out people who have the stories and who have lived through it. So that's definitely you. So what were some of the things that you first noticed? What were some first aha moments for you where you were realizing these trends? Yeah, like first I noticed that there was a lack of, you know, trust when I was dating other people or even trust in my friendships and trust in myself. I found that I was playing it small in you know, life, but also business and this trauma, because it was very traumatic breaking up after seven years, was playing out in my present. I also noticed that, you know, my mom was a single mom. So even that like scarcity and like abandonment from my dad, that was really what was the patterns that just kept on repeating in my life. And being able to break those cycles made me even um, dream big. Like I was unapologetic and I had more confidence. And even when people said, no, you can't go after the business or you can't, you know, get the good job because I built myself up through counseling and coaching, I was, I am unstoppable. And I love sharing that with people to know that if you can uncover those patterns, you can heal and continue to do great work and impact, whether it's in business or even in life. So that was important. Chanel, love how you talk about you are unstoppable and you just continue to dream bigger. I love that you allowed yourself to really think and dream big. For many of us, it is a difficult place to get to when you come from the lack scarcity sort of thought process. Mm -hmm. And so it is something that we have to train ourselves to do and to really go within to even believe in ourselves enough to go there, right? And so tell me, what were a few things that you learned along that journey where you you realized how to do that? How did you begin dreaming bigger? Well, one was really seeking the support of a coach, a therapist, a community, right? When I was in grad school and I told, now I'm a social worker. So, you know, eight years ago when I was in grad school, everyone, including my professors were saying, you're in it for the impact, not the income. And I just kept on saying, no, I want to be a rich social worker. <laughs> and I was like so big. I didn't even know I was manifesting that time. But I manifested a community of rich social workers. That's what they call themselves. And they taught me business skills. And so it was mm -hmm. like, even when people, your naysayers were saying, no, you can't do it. You reach out to community. You reach out to coaches that will clear the path for you. And then your faith, your spirituality. In that journey, my spirituality became top at the number one. And that really helped me to have the faith and the support even when I couldn't see my dream unfolding. So community faith and just having like that, those experts to help you along the way is so important. And I always tell people therapy is a game changer, even for professionals, because it will really open and expand, you, you know, your viewpoint. I love that you use community. That is I agree with you. That's one of those key factors that we have to have for our, you know, optimal wellness, for our overall well-being. We need each other. It is important to lean on each other in times when they're difficult and all the time, right? To really continue on a good path. Mm -hmm. And so I enjoy that you have mentioned that. 
what other value systems did you discover within yourself that you really held on to? Being able to know that you, I always tell women, especially like you can have it all, right? So my thing was like, I want love because like family and love and connection is so important to me. And so, you know, just setting those intentions of like what you want. Um, so love and having like a husband that really supports me, you know, emotionally, um, business wise. So really values, what are your values? Mine's is family and community. Um, and then being able to just see yourself in the position, like even if you can't see it happening right now, like script it out, really be able to, to know that you can have it, write it out, make it muscle memory, right? So it was just that confidence, like cultivating that confidence in yourself that that path is going to happen, right? And if it's if it's not that path, then it's going to be something bigger and better. So I always tell people, set the intention, cultivate the confidence, and really understand your values, which was, you know, community and love for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. What are some of the things that you found through community that were very profound for you? Well, I think that being able to have other people that believe in you, right? So you will have, again, your naysayers, but when you have the, that like-minded community of people that share similar interests and values, they're going to cheerlead you on even when sometimes your faith wavers, right? You just want to have that. That person that you can call when there are troubles in your life, because we all go through human experiences. So it's just that person that a group of people that can be your backbone, can be the per the people that carry that torch. I always say the torch um, of hope when sometimes you don't have that. Yeah. Mm, the torch of hope. Yeah. I like that. To carry it and pass it along when needed. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. So you talk about that you really had manifested your true love in your life. And you have talked a little bit about intentions, but what was the process that you went through that you did in order to really bring in incredible people in your life? The first was I had to work on having a better relationship with myself. So being able to understand, again, what are the limiting beliefs? What are the, you know, the things that were getting the way of really being able to receive that love and support. And again, for me, it was like the fear of abandonment, right? So what I discovered on my journey of looking at my patterns, journaling, was that I myself was emotionally unavailable and I needed to fix that before being with someone or people that were available to me because that is a trigger, right? When you are used to people not being there for you, and then you have people that really want to support you. So really doing that inner work, building that relationship, cultivating that confidence, and setting the, the intention that you're ready to receive. One of the most powerful things that I did after healing was saying, God, universe, I am ready. I am ready to receive healthy relationships in my, my life. Mm -hmm. And that just made everything unfold. You know, so really being yeah. able to look at that. Sounds to me like you were allowing it, inviting it in, saying, I'm ready. Yeah. Let's go. And really being able to find uh, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Evidence that starts coming into play when you start doing it that way. Okay. I like that. And so tell me, Chanel, what exactly, what were some of the, the, the real key factors of that transition? Because that is not a smaller deal when we start healing those past, those childhood uh, traumas that we have within us. And so you said that you had this fear of abandonment. Mm -hmm. And of course, you have to heal that before you can step into a really strong relationship. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. There was an immense amount of work that I had to do for myself in order to really bring in a healthy, strong 
relationship that was going to last because yeah. you're right. You do continue to bring in all of the things that you don't want because you're not vibrating at that level yet. Right. And so when, because we're energetic beings and we talk about frequency, we have to be able to meet and match that of which we seek. So we have to become that which we seek. Right. Yeah. So I'm just curious, was there certain things that you, that you did? I know you've talked about, you know, really being intentional. You've talked about healing those things, but what were some of the actual things that, that you did? Um, I, I could say, for instance, for me, a lot of it, I, I read so many self-help books. I did a lot of that work. I did a lot of journey, a lot of deep thought and really understanding who I was deep down, that self-reflection. Yes, self-reflection is so important. I would say that the first thing that I did that was the most powerful tool was just journaling, journaling my feelings journaling, like if something happened um, with a relationship or someone that I was dating, and it could be like a, not even a partner friend, what were those reoccurring feelings that were coming up, right? What was I noticing in my body, right? Was it I had a pit in my stomach, right? Um, so really being able to track what was happening in my mind and my thoughts and my body and the best way that I did that was journaling. Mm. And then reading, like you said, being able to shift my perspective by reading things on healthy relationships. I read a lot of spiritual books like Doreen Virtue, um, Dwayne Dyer, like really just yeah. changing my perspective, what a healthy relationship looks like with self. I read books about conscious dating. It was all spiritually infused, but it was like that deep reflection. And something that was powerful for me and I use for my clients is even doing that inner child work. A lot of us may have um, experiences from our childhood. It could be current, but most kind of can float back to when you were younger that it might have caused a rupture or some trauma. And so talking to my inner child, which Mine is five and she shows up when I'm not having fun, right? So really mm. talking to my inner being and um, really understanding, does she feel safe in relationships? Is there, what kind of fears, right? And just really being in touch with that part of myself and nurturing that part because I didn't want someone else to do that. I needed to do that for myself. So just mm. uncovering those wounds and healing. And sometimes you can do it by yourself but sometimes you do need to go to therapy, right? To uncover and heal those parts of you. And then the action of, okay, I did the healing. What's next? I'm not going to wait in my room waiting for my dream partner or dream <laughs> friend or, or dream career. I have to take intentional action steps to mm. make that happen, right? So, you know, that, that was part of my journey is powerful and it's been helpful for my clients to really really look back and really, you know, heal those patterns that keep on showing up and then taking those actionable aligned steps. Yeah, absolutely. And it is an immense amount of work if people haven't been doing that already healing mm -hmm. and it doesn't ever stop. You know, we are on this journey, this lifelong learning journey and it, that is always going to be continuous to where we are improving ourselves. And so one of the best things I would say that I like through those processes is that you start to recognize all of the things that weren't serving you so much quicker, like the red flags will come up if you come into contact with them. But even when we step into relationship, you recognize things a lot quicker and you're able to put a halt to them right away. And so there's so much benefit when you do put in the work. When you talk about the actionable steps, what do you mean by that? Are you talking about going to the places that you love to go to? What, is, what do you mean by actionable steps? When I would say when it comes to love or relationships, and, and I want to say that love doesn't have to just be intimate partners because friends, right? 
um, cultivating better family relationships, all of that. But if we were to hone in on love, which, you know, I was working at that time, it was going out and exposing myself to different experiences, whether it was like taking myself on a date and sitting, you know, at a coffee shop alone and just like imagining like, oh, maybe my uh, my dream partner is going to be here, right? Or just going out with girlfriends and just amplifying the fun, right? Like you're not like searching, but you're just like, oh, this is so fun. This is what it means to feel connected, right? Or being able to see partners out there, like, you know, couples out there and be like, I want this or even better, right? Instead of saying like, there's a lack, you know, just shifting the mindset and putting yourself out there because I have a lot of people, they're like at their computers, staying home all day, not exposing themselves. And then I'm like, how are you going to find that person? Maybe they would fall in your lap, but the likelihood of that. So maybe have fun, date yourself, you know, um, and have your mind start to expose to what it looks like to have these healthy, you know, healthy relationships as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I would consider that that's the evidence that's coming through Mm -hmm. when we do start to see healthy connections outside of ourselves. And so when we start inviting that of what we want, even if it's not directly to us, you know, it is still evidence. We're still inviting that energy into our lives. Right. And so that's a great, uh, that's a great expression of that. Do you feel that people can apply this to any setbacks in life? Absolutely. Absolutely. I work a lot with entrepreneurial women that are looking to grow their business or, you know, take their career to the next level. So again, this can show up like these patterns and behaviors from your past um, can show up. And for example, for myself, um, being able to have the wellness center that took years to get to, but able to know that, okay, I had to have the confidence to do that. And I had to expose myself to other locations. Like I worked at hospitals, I worked at different um, community agencies to kind of get exposure to what would be a successful business, right? I had a coach that helped me to navigate and then doing the mindset work. And when I had the wellness center, abandonment, that abandonment came up again. And April, what you talked about, this ongoing journey of healing of like, will my employees leave me? And so having to go back and do Mm. therapy and do coaching to be able to heal those parts so that I could show up for my employees and show up, you know, show up for the clients. So you can apply this in a variety of different ways because it's really just paying attention to your thoughts, your emotions, understanding what you need and what are some reoccurring thought things that are coming up that might be preventing you from your success or the desires that you want in your life? Yeah, absolutely, Chanel. So much of what I hear and what I come to understand is the key not taking things personally. And mm-hmm. because so much of that is stuff from past traumas that we're not even aware of, right? So when things come up, like your employee leaves, but it has nothing to do with them. It's their own thing going on and their own life and their own journey. And it's just what they have to do. It's it's easy for us to take things like that personally and mm-hmm. take offense, but yet there's no reason to do so. And a lot of it does stem from past stuff, past thoughts and emotions and it doesn't serve us well or anyone else well when we do feel that way. Yeah. And I think it's just being able to acknowledge it, right? Like you acknowledge it and then you figure out like, what do I do with this information, the feedback that I'm getting, um, you know, from within, right? And so you can kind of push it down and it festers and it continues to play out in your life or you decide, I want to do something about this. I don't want to continue to feel this way or I don't want to get have this get in front of my success, right? Or my well-being. So I think even just that acknowledgement of, yeah, I feel this way and it feels terrible. Let, yeah. me, let me release it. Let me have an outlet to really explore this. Yeah. Do you have some tips and tricks of how to do that on, on releasing or getting into a different state? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say 
sit down in a quiet space, right? And just, and, and even if it's not quiet, just take a moment of pause, right? Because we're always going and just say like, what's, what's happening for me right now? Like, what am I feeling? My employee, my loved one, they said something to me that is really triggering something in, in me. So that acknowledgement, what is that feeling in my body? What are the thoughts that are coming up for me? Is it really related to this current situation? Mm. Or is it something that is from my past that is reminding me today, right? And you can write it out, right? Just write it out or you can talk it out. Some people, it might be like persistent that you might need, you know, like a therapist or a coach to really acknowledge that. But what do I do with that? Like, what do I need? Sometimes it could be simple as I just need some self-care. I need a hug. Or it might be, okay, this might be a skill set that I need to develop, right? Um, and how do I do that? So it's like, what do I, what am I going through? What am I experiencing? What do I need? And what am I, what am I going to do about it, right? Those things will help you. Because sometimes we just don't even ask ourselves those questions. Yeah, absolutely. What I hear is, and I love, is to really be quiet <laughs> and to just, that has been, I tell you what, one of the most challenging things, challenging lessons for me is to just be still. Mm. Oh my goodness, right? And when we are in this constant go, go, go world, it is difficult to teach yourself how to do that, to really just be calm and to actually think long enough to get to a root cause. When you start asking yourself all of those, why, why, why do I feel, why do I feel questions? Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for your feedback. We'll move into our first commercial. And when we get back, we've got some cool photos to share. So stay tuned. Sounds good. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be. But we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent, or have been in the game for a while. We invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. Are you a practitioner or a coach listening to this? If so, I would love to ask you, do you use hypnotherapy in your practice working with clients? And if not, would you like to? The power of hypnotherapy is limitless. And so often we experience our clients struggling to reach their goals. It's because they're coming up against their own brick walls and getting stuck. But you can help them through the power of hypnosis break through all of that, working with their unconscious mind to put the suggestions in, to have them taking the action to achieve the results that they want. They are thrilled with your coaching techniques. They're getting the results they want. You feel amazing because you are helping your client get the results they want. It's a win-win. And another win is that it's an added revenue stream for you in your business. So if you like the feel of helping your clients get the results they want, if you like the sound of that, then definitely reach out Melissa at yourguidedhealthjourney.com or click the link tree link below for my unlimited power of hypnosis class to learn more. It's a weekend designation program that I teach valid in 42 countries. You write an exam after taking the experiential course and you can be admitted to the American Board of Hypnotherapy and start using hypnotherapy one-to-one -one with your clients and have them achieving the results they want. All right. You can find out more about that awesome tool in your tool belt in the description below and register quick because that's coming up. Ever heard of stoicism? 
Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. Anyway, let's get back to you, Shawnell. I am excited to present some photos that you shared. Now, you have really stepped into this incredible entrepreneurship and it has been a journey indeed. So let's share some of the photos that you have here and tell us a little bit about it. Yes, so I'm so big on manifesting. I call myself the manifesting queen, but also having an abundance mindset, again, reversing that feeling of lack that I once had, embracing abundance. And so I have a community of abundant therapists that we just really know that there's unlimited resources and opportunities and that community that I value so much. We get together, we have fun, we learn, and we focus on wellness, right? Because therapists get burned out quickly. So I wanted to cultivate this space. So this is a picture of us learning and having fun. Uh, It's beautiful. This is my amazing team at Healing Springs. And um, this is one room in our center. And we have both mental health therapists, dietitians, and energy healing, Reiki, and sound, um, sound healing. So I love my team. We are a big family. We like to laugh and have fun. And when I created the Wellness Center, I was just like, I can create a fraction of impact. But when I have a passionate team to do it, it's just life-changing and amazing. So this is my amazing, diverse team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's you really don't go places without having people to help lift, right, and support. It is so vital to have that as an entrepreneur, to have this incredible team and really in, in personal life as well. But when we talk business and there are these incredible goals that we would like to achieve, we need a good group, a great team to help us get there. Absolutely. And that is my husband. And we've been together for 11 years and six years married. And um, we actually met online. (laughs) (laughs) That's with him. Um, But, you know, that that is my cheerleader. And, you know, it's hard being married to an entrepreneur. He's an engineer. Um, So just having, I would say he's like the string to my balloon. I'm a visionary. So he's like helping me to stay grounded. So, you know, I'm so happy that, you know, we have a good relationship. And I I love when when, like people can find the loves, like you don't have to have, that's not like the end all be all, but when you find someone that can really support you, it's Mm. just a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, I like to call it a power couple. Yeah, I like that. And this and is the product of this is the that pro- love. <laughs> and, um, so this is my son, Sean, and he's three years old. I call him my Reiki baby because I am a Reiki practitioner. And I just remember doing a lot of Reiki when I was um, getting pregnant and then also setting the intention that he would love music. And that is my guy. We dance and we sing. That is the way to just decompress after a busy day. So, yeah. You have such a beautiful family. And I think that is amazing what you have created. Let's talk a little bit about this wellness center that you have, because you have talked about having this incredible team and they do different healing functions. They offer different things, but it sounds to me like it's pretty well-rounded what you're offering to the community around you. 
Yes, it's, you know, one of the things when creating the vision, I started hiring about three years ago, um, I was doing it on my own, was having a very diverse team because I worked in a lot of like predominantly, um, you know, white spaces. And so I wanted to be able to have the diversity. So when clients were coming in, they would have options and having diversity, meaning in sex, race, age, just having that variety was so important. And then for the team, being able to have that the learning, right? So everyone is multi-specialty, couples, EMD, you know, trauma therapy. So we're constantly learning. And I have a collaborative lead, leadership. So we're always, um, they're always contributing to the growth of the practice. But they're just so passionate and they share my values of like, how did you get started? You know, how did you get started in the world of therapy? If you go on our bios, they all have a story of how they got started in um, therapy. And it's always to help clients know that one, we're authentic when it comes to doing therapy, but also that you can see, they might be able to see their transformation, the therapist's transformation in their journey and it will help motivate them. So we really match our clients to our, our therapists and it's been a, a, it's been a beautiful journey. And I had exposure to dietitians when I was um, trying to get healthier. And I just saw the connection between emotions and eating and wellness. And so I just thought that was a beautiful marriage. And again, I love Reiki and just energy healing. That was something that was core to me and my healing. So mm. thought that it would be beneficial. So having that holistic one-stop shop for my body and spirit, and I am proud of our center it's beautiful and so having people come in and really being able to have a safe space but a beautiful space for them to heal is so important yeah mm -hmm. yeah and you know you have created an incredible team what was that like for you because you did this unconventional aspect you know of a business when you went into your private practice and so I know that you had some setbacks with that. I would love for you to talk a little bit about that. What were the setbacks during that process? And how did you find or even conceive this incredible vision that you created? Yeah, so I would say the first setback, well, it's not a setback, but I birthed a business and a baby. So my son is three, the, you know, the group practice is three. And so he was very colicky. So again, being able to build this business and take care of a baby. And I had my mom who was such a big support. And again, my husband being able to lean on him. Um, but unfortunately, another setback that happened is that my mom, she suddenly passed away at um, night, like when my son was nine months. So just when I was hiring and I would me, call that a, a huge setback a and I'm huge so sorry setback. for your loss. Thank you. And it was just one of those things what, which was like earth shattering. And I just kept on saying, how will I be able to survive this? But the resilience that I had is just like from her. And it came from her, her resilience, right? And it was like, my mom has always been my biggest cheerleader and I'm going to make her proud. I'm going to build this business. And she passed away in August and I hired my first therapist in October. It might've been coping, but we went from hiring our first therapist in October to having 10 therapists by March. And I just kept on saying like, my mom is my cheerleader. And when I make it to seven figures, these are the things that I'm gonna have. You know, I always have her in my mind and creating a nonprofit. So that loss was turned into something that was motivating for me to continue to do the work and create the impact. But of course I took time off um, and I went to therapy and I did all the things, but it was just like a coping of like, I'm going to put my head into the business and really grow it, but also take care of myself. But she's always been the person that I look up to. And when we opened the center in, um, in last September, I just remember crying on my way. And I was just like, she would be so proud. I wish she was here. And my business coach took a picture and there was an orb, like the light on my shoulder. And I was like, that, that's her, just 
her presence mm-hmm. right there. So just anchoring into that spirituality and connection because I'm still connected to her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe that it ever goes away, that our loved ones are ever gone. They're with us all the time. And so that's a beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing it. It definitely fueled you into creating something incredible. And when we start talking about setbacks and into comebacks, it is just that. So for somebody who is experiencing a major setback in life right now, Shawnell, what would you, what advice would you give to them? I would say the first thing is to give yourself so much grace, right? Give yourself so much grace because it's hard. It's hard going through these, you know, these difficult life experiences in your most vulnerable moment. And don't feel like you have to rush into anything. And don't think you have to fit in this mold of what grief or what, you know, like how you're supposed to respond to challenges. Again, check in to what you need. And again, having that supportive community is going to be important. At first, I wanted to just dive back in. I took, you know, like two months off. um, And it was so important for me to have that accountability of like, you don't have to rush into anything. My coping strategy is to just distract myself, but just know you don't have to fit a mold. And I always ask people like, are you doing this to distract yourself because you don't want to think about it Mm. and you just need that time? Or do do you need to really be still right now? Do you give yourself permission on what feels best for you and lean into your support because it's important. You don't have to do this alone. You don't have to struggle alone. You know, there are people, even if it's just a therapist or a coach or a family member that's going to support you. And when you're ready, you know, use that fuel, that resilience, right, to fuel whatever that passion is, right, and turn it into meaning and purpose because that will help you even in times of, you know, further challenges because we all, it's a human experience. Right. It is a human experience. Mm -hmm. And I love that you brought up to really recognize the times when we are busying ourselves and avoiding. Mm -hmm. That's so easy to just push down the emotion and the thoughts because it is painful. It does hurt. It is raw. It's fresh. And it's very difficult to be able to just go into it. And Mm -hmm. it's bold and it's brave, and it's vulnerable, and it's just that rawness. Yeah, and cry, and know that there's no time frame. Like, I cry for things, and then I laugh for things, right? Like, it's the duality, right? You can still enjoy moments, like I was enjoying the success of the business, but still being sad that there were moments that I, a lot of moments that I missed my mom or, you know, that I was frustrated that I had a colicky vape, but I, you know, duality is important. And sometimes we neglect that, or we feel shame for finding joy, even in grief, right. Or vice versa. So it's really being able to give yourself permission to feel. So it's been absolutely incredible that you have utilized that fuel to create the things that you've created also being a brand new mother, my goodness. So you've had this major transitions, a couple of them in your life all at the same time and created something so powerful out of it. And, you know, it's definitely speaks volumes when you have gone onto the platforms that you have, the Yahoo, the psychology today, the Michelle Williams. And I would say that you have a big dream to go even further than that. Do you want to talk a little about that? Yeah. So I've always been someone that wanted, wants to speak. So I've been really on the journey of speaking and my goal is to have a talk show on, you know, Oprah's network on helping women to transform. So like really seeing their journey of transformation from start to finish and achieving whatever they desire. That's always been on my vision. Oh, my vision boards, Oprah's on there. And I know a lot of people say that, but it's like, (laughs) I just really want to create that impact in the world. And, And I have to say, I feel like I have, but just on a magnified level, right? For me, it's not just about the income, but it's really about changing lives. And if I could do it on an amazing platform like that, you know, 
I'll be saying yes anytime she calls. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, as much as you have already created for yourself, I see it happening for you. Mm. And we live in such an incredible day and age to where when we do have that vision and that passion, that desire, it is possible because when you do go on to platforms like this and we have access to with technology, a worldwide audience, it's absolutely incredible. The expansion, the reach that we're able to share our vision with and to share our voice and to share our stories. Yes, I'm excited. And just setting those, like I have a vision, like a small like I call it a dream board. And it's just me planning myself on a big stage. And I put my picture on there and I'm like, I'm a speaker. And in the last year I've spoke on different stages. I spoke for Yale, you know, like I've been just setting that intention and just, again, that confidence of like, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen. Right. So yeah. thank you for sharing that, you know, belief in me. And yeah. And I, and I want that for other people too, like whatever you desire, you know, know that it's possible, like, or even yeah. better, right? Don't live. Yeah. yeah. We are all so much more powerful than we could ever imagine. And that's absolutely the message that I want to push out as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious because there are so many people that talk about vision boards and all of the things and doing it, you know, ever so often, I would love to know what is your practice with that? Do you do it more than once a year? Do you keep it somewhere where you can see it every day? Do you, you know, have affirmations that you attach to it? What's your practice when it comes to your boards? Yes. Yeah, so I have every year I do a big vision board. That's all the quadrants of your life, you know, personal, like wellness, um, your business goals, travel, all those amazing things. And I keep it and I look at it periodically. But if there's like a big goal or big dream that you have, I always say that just takes a little bit more energy um, and confidence. So I create a smaller, maybe like a um, eight by 10 vision board of that goal. Like I said, with speaking and I will put like words and affirmations and, mm -hmm. and images on that. And I will keep that one very present because that's the one that I'm trying to cultivate. And that might be the one that might, the doubt might creep in. So I keep that really there. And then I like to do a visual goal setting board. So I'll do like write my goals out um, each quarter, but I like to have a visual of like, again, the words and the images because it solidifies it. Mm. And I love to listen to affirmational music, I'm, tr I'm in the process of trying to reach seven figures. So my son and I, we sing a million dollars today. Like that's his favorite song. So we're singing it and just raising our vibrations and just like really just embracing it. So you can do it through images. You can write it down and you can kind of break up your visions into like smaller, you know, vision boards if you want. I call it a dream board. Yeah, absolutely. You really hone in on specifics too. I love that you break it down further into, you know, really getting intentional and deeper into the things that you want and making it more clear. I think that the more that we are able to visualize, to dream, you know, specifically, and what does it feel like when you're there? And I think that you do just that when you start singing and you're really putting life to it. You're putting that physical expression, you're feeling it. I've heard of a lot of success stories that have done just that, where they become very physically, vocally animated with the things that they desire on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And you want to just check in, like, how does that how does that um, vision board or even that the thing that you're trying to create make you feel? So with me, it, it makes me feel joy and happiness. And then like, if even if there's like some doubt, script it out, like, and just go in like, this is how I would feel. And just keep on writing it out as if it's already happened. And it just builds that muscle memory. So I love scripting as well. Just like, how would it feel to have it? Well, how would my life change? What would I be doing, you know, if I had, you know, X, Y, and Z. So just, there's so many ways that you could amplify um, that vision and the feeling that goes with it and make it fun, right? Find joy in it. 
Yeah. Well, there ought to be joy in it if you want it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that you, you really hit a key word there. You, you said, um, Oh gosh, now my mind went blank, but you talked about, uh, oh, I can't remember. We'll have to come back to it, but I want to make sure that everybody knows where to find you first off. So your website, it's on the screen. And if you happen to be listening in, it is www.healingspringswellness.com. Again, that is www.healingspringswellness.com. And you can find out more about what Sean Neal is creating in the world. And definitely take some advice from her because it sounds to me like the woman is doing all of the things because she's creating all of the things. Thank you. Yeah. So, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and, you know, um, Facebook. We, we like to post a lot of inspirational things, blogs. So there's a lot of learning. You get to learn more about our team and we're fun. Like sometimes we're dancing, so <laughs> you might be entertained as well being, you know, following us on social media as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I would believe that, that you would put a lot of powerful information on that because you have shared so much, <laughs> so much juiciness here today. Thank you so much. And um, I want to, again, make sure everyone knows where to find you. It's in the description below. Chanel, it's been incredible to have you on the Wellness Driven Life Show today. Is there anything else that you want to share with our audience today? I just want to say, give yourself permission to dream big, unapologetically. Give yourself grace and know that just find joy in life, right? That's what we're here to do. So dream big. And thank you so much, April, for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And I remembered finally what I wanted to say. The key thing is to act as if. So I just really enjoyed that you said that because you really do hit a lot of key components. I feel that take you to your dreams. So I would say this is an expert here on the Wellness Driven Life Show, and it is awesome to have you on the show and sharing that journey. I'm excited for the audience to learn more about you. So I want to say thank you so much. It's my pleasure to have you, and goodbye for now. Thank you.